I got it. When I first heard about Dave being trapped in a maze. One, two, three, four. I built a labyrinth. Can you believe it? Dave is trapped in a cardboard maze in his living room and he can't get out. Welcome to Dave Made a Minute, the podcast where a whole bunch of us are exploring the film Dave Made a Maze one minute at a time. The twist. Many of the participants have never seen the film. Some don't even know what film they're sampling. They get their minutes and they tackle them as they see fit. Here's your host from the Groundhog Day Project and Michael Myers Minute, Robert Black. Minute 76, Harry talks to Gordon and Annie and Dave take out the trash. To tackle Minute 76, we have me, along with Dave Palace of Groundhog Minute and Alan Sanders of The Wilder Ride. You come home, there's a giant maze in your living room. You're like, what the... There's a giant maze in my living room. I've heard of people rearranging the furniture, but this is wackadoodle crazy. This doesn't make any sense. Is that a problem? a promise to my It's like a fucking cocktail party in here. I get a few words from you before you go. It's 76, local, okay. And I'm recording locally as well. There's no beginning here because the intro will be separate. So, to start... <laughs> Since you haven't seen it, Alan, you want to describe the minute for us? Oh, sure. It, actually, we open this minute with the dialogue that you use in your open and close, or actually in your close of every single episode, where uh, I guess Harry is telling Gordon, I need you to notify all the families who died here today. Yep. <laughs> and it ends with a longing, odd look between Dave and Annie. And his, and his, and his maze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The rem- the remnants. Remnants of said maze. Yeah. The remnants of the maze. <laughs> so I, I have no um, idea how you want to move forward with this one since we didn't talk about it ahead of time. <laughs> no, that's that's what's going to make it fun because uh, <laughs> Dave, you've watched the movie, loved right? it, watched yeah. it, loved it. Alan, you have not watched the movie but have been keeping up with the podcast. So I am. Up to, I think, I think when we're recording this, we're nine episodes ahead of the most recent released episode. Uh, yeah. So it's been interesting because having all the unique individual podcasters take on individual minutes, some did a much better job, in my opinion, of focusing on what was happening in the minute, and mm-hmm. some went on rabbit tra- trails that were so like off. I didn't. Rem- I don't even know what happened in their minute, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, well, that's why in my intros I always gave at least a sentence of "Here's what's happening in the minute." Yeah, like, just in case. I do like when there's been some minutes where it's obvious somebody doesn't have any clue, and so you insert yourself and you say, "Well, the reason they don't know what they're talking about is because this happened," and then you like go back to them. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I mean, like, I mean, getting lost in, in this maze, both uh, metaphorically and being the physical person who's now watching it and being like, I don't know where to start. Because, yeah, because when Rob approaches you and says, you got to do this podcast, also don't watch it and watch this clip now. What do you think? You know, it's like, oh, it's, it is very daunting. I mean, luckily, I got right before the maze and now I'm getting right after the maze. So I'm like, I'm lucky I get to see both sides of it. Um, but yeah, loving the film and everything. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching or starting our minute here with Gordon's like the last time we really get to see Gordon. Um, yeah. The heart of the film. The heart, I was telling Rob earlier, heart of the film. Um, I didn't realize it until you started talking about in the podcast that his shirt like was evolving. Mm hmm. I was amazing. I was like, because like I remember like, yeah, when, when me and like Sean and Jay are really starting to talk about his shirt. We're like, wow, what an interesting shirt he has. And it was like, yeah, it's really early bit graphics. And now it's like a really well-rendered um, figure of, of clearly what's Gordon, not just a figure. It's clearly Gordon. Yep. Yeah, we noticed that initially about the character. Uh, it looked like at one point in time, though, his hands are in a different position than the last, I think, minute we had, where it looked like he had a sword in one hand and a dagger in the other. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think when I first saw it, I couldn't tell, like, what he was holding. I thought he was holding, like, a chicken or something. I was like, I can't make the shape. <laughs> it was too vague. And now... I'm like, and it was like it was like clearly a hero quote quote it was a hero on a shirt and now we see it's Gordon and it's the man evolved the man is he he did it man he he, he life and limb he got he got who he got who he got who he could out of the maze and now and now he's Henry the director Henry Harry Harry is now just dropping that like 
okay, well, you got to start calling uh, Slovenia or whatever that country is and try to figure out what tourists are lost in the maze. Yeah, the Flemish tourists. <laughs> Flemish tourists, they're gone. Like, like There's going to be some FBI investigation later. Like, uh, I heard uh, okay. Flemish they were, tourists they were the having area. a picnic. Yeah, they're having a, yeah, last, like, I think that's the last we saw them, right? They're having a picnic yep. while like everyone's running. Gordon runs past them. Yeah, that's the question I have, having no sense of continuity of this besides what I can glean from the previous episodes that of, of what other people watched. What kind of investigation is going to follow? What <laughs> I mean, what's the what's the FBI slash police trail after all of this? They don't have bodies, but right. they could have the body of a crime if they find the cardboard maze. I believe <laughs> a body of a, the crime that all the I mean. I'll tell you one thing, the Pollyanna just got a lot smaller for next Christmas, you know? The amount of, <laughs> the amount of, the amount of hipster friends they lost in there. There's probably no evidence to tie them to the Flemish tourists, but they lost Except, friends I don't know, Harry's... Well, do, 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 do we, so, did we, did we lose the cameraman, right? We lost yes. The, so, we don't have footage. We got no footage. No, he, he threw the bag of tapes. That was okay. the last thing he did. Well, second to last thing he did was throw the tapes. Okay, so we have we have some footage. We have some footage that will become the the stuff that the, the police yeah. <laughs> the police will go through. You know, the this girl is standing be, this against is the be, wall oh, in the bottom of the cellar. Yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna <laughs> dude. This is gonna be the the uh, this is like this is the um, the new uh, Poughkeepsie murder tapes. You ever watch that movie? That's a good that's a good actual a decent horror film. Poughkeepsie tapes, yeah. Poughkeepsie tapes. That's creepy. You ever you ever watch it, Al? No. I have not. Uh, long story short, it's essentially a movie where a serial killer left tapes for the police, and they never knew he even existed in the town. And so it's like they're like, "Holy crap!" Like they're going through tapes, and like this guy was like capturing and torturing people, and they just no one like no one ever knew. And it's supposed to be in Poughkeepsie, New York, and it's all like you know creepy that he was doing all this. So like the cops are finding out after the fact, like how wow. how close they were to him and stuff. So yeah, it's a good spooky serial killer movie if you're into that stuff um, i mean so no matter what there are actual people that are lost either because they were killed in the maze and now that the maze is destroyed there's no remnants but there's still people that somebody somewhere knows hung out with dave or hung out with harry at some point in time and they're no longer there so what about, yeah and, what about, and his neighbor what was his neighbor's name norman leonard leonard god I'm leonard close I'm not even close. I need that cheat sheet. All right, so <laughs> Leonard, yeah, Leonard, he got did he get caught by the Minotaur? I'm trying to no, he got caught by Blades. Oh, the Blades, yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Leonard. Just a couple of minutes so, ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna have a landlord investigate when like Lan- Leonard never shows up. You know, like yeah, he doesn't yeah, pay his rent. Footage knocking. Leonard was there. Yeah, um, he was behind. And then whatever, whatever, like mass text, like that went out. Like, people are going to look at cell phone records. They're going to be like, everyone, the last thing that was on these people's phones was, we're all going to Dave and Annie's apartment, you know? So police yeah. are like, uh, some phone records that say that uh, you had some friends over here. It's the last uh, reported of them. <laughs> yeah, we also delivered a pizza, right? Huh. Oh, my God, yeah, the pizza. Yeah, so the pizza guy is like, he's like, oh, yeah. Pizza guy knows. Yeah, he knows. Pizza guy saw like, everybody. Yeah, I delivered three or four pizzas, and there was a party inside. Realize the the only death they'd have on camera is Jane, because she was in front of the cameraman when she was beheaded. Woof! They don't have anything else. Oh my god! They didn't they didn't film Bryn because I I only listened to the minutes. I couldn't tell if the documentary film crew got he Bryn was filming in her. Capacity. He was filming her, but that's when he dies. That tape went with him. Yeah, he was filming oh. her, and the Minotaur caught her. Yeah, and then you're saying that that. He... Yeah, but Bryn was turned first into a sort of that cardboard marionette. I'm saying the cardboard Weren't they talking version. to her? Oh, cardboard. Yeah, cardboard Bryn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking about the human Bryn, but yeah, cardboard Bryn. I human mean... Bryn, he was running away when she got caught, so he wouldn't have got it on film. Okay. But they never interviewed cardboard Bryn? Yeah, but that's the cam. That's the tape he was using when he died. So that so when he dies, that same tape. Okay. The la- so the latest footage that he had was is gone. Okay. Yeah, I'm learning all this as we actually are talking <laughs> right now. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's all of us. Like it's, it's it's Rob in the center of the maze, knowing everything, and it's you yeah. and me 
slowly working our way like blind. We're all we're all bird boxing right now. I need to. F- I feel Just... like I'm playing that improv game, like twenty questions, and you're trying to figure out where you are and what you did and who you killed. You know, at the at the end of the questions. Yeah, we're the blind ones, and Rob's helping us put the maze up, like one cardboard wall at a time. We're like, are right, here? Go right. Is this where you want? Go left. Uh huh. Don't okay. put your you hand have, like, in a there. Drawing or some Rob, kind of a document Rob, or Rob. layout. No, just put it there. Rob. Rob. Hello. Hello. Is anybody? Hello. Uh, can we um, can we play warmer, colder, hotter, whatever? Uh, oh, so how do you feel now? How do you feel about uh, Dave's now like Return of the Jedi cardboard hand? I hate it. <laughs> I noticed it when we first one of the minutes that we had where it was revealed where he apparently put his hand into the cardboard vagina and realized it was a trap. But yeah. I always thought it looked like a glove. It doesn't match to where it looks like his hand turned to cardboard. It yeah, still to me looks like he's in. wearing it over his hand. Yeah. It is really cool in person though. They had it at the gallery exhibit and it has fingernails made of tape. Oh, like it has detail. Oh, I do see it now. Yeah. Whoa. Yikes. Oh, my God. That's that's up there with uh, with Thanos glove. Now, one thing I will say, and I think it's it's going along with what you're talking about with the glove. I have not seen the whole movie. I've been waiting till this project comes to an end so I can rent it and watch it. I think the art direction is so creative and so unique. Oh, and yeah. the idea of this whole cardboard world, cardboard universe I think it's just it's wonderful. I mean, it, it it's it's amazing to see the, sh- the the five minutes that I was part of to see that was amazing, and then to hear everybody else talk about their minutes, you know, the the force perspective room, the room with the big giant like totem face belching out origami birds. I mean, all the things I've heard about, but I've yet to see. And the paper bag room. Yeah, I mean, just everything. I just think mm-hmm. this is so creative to come up with this idea that you somehow go into this fifth dimensional maze where time and space means nothing anymore and it could be infinite space you could be looping around you could be coming and going at the same time no sense of up or down or left or right and i just think it's just it was a pretty cool idea to start with i just wanted to see how they held it all together from start to finish yeah this is honestly as close as i think i'm ever going to get to actually seeing a house of leaves um, oh yeah movie like because like house of leaves is such a hard book to try and like get all these stories wrapped up and you the most the one you want to see the most is the labyrinth in the house mm-hmm. and you know but 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 to do it this way and it's we got a little comedy out of it it's not like horror it's got a little horror in it but it's just comedy and and you know our, at least our, our our main couple and their friend got out of it i mean like not everyone but um and 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 so yeah, you uh, we come to Dave, you know, tossing the last of the remnants of the maze, and I think he's, I guess he's upset is because he he did quote complete the maze, but he completed it in a I have to complete it to destroy it, right? So it's like you know he can't revel in the the the, the appreciation of the of the project, um, but I mean, Annie seems to kind of the smile she has while she's playing with the the sour patch or whatever that candy is. Um, it's kind of like she's kind of taking restock of her relationship with Dave. You know, that her, her, her smile is kind of like, it's like, I'm proud of you smile. Like, I'm proud that I, I know you can create stuff. Like maybe before this weekend, she was thinking about how like, oh God, like what project is Dave gonna half-ass do? And I have to like, kind of walk him back from a ledge or something. Now it's kind of, I feel like she's, she's happy that she knows he can make. He can create. He creates something a little out of his, you know, little he got out of hand, but he literally, literally out of hand. Um, but I know the fact that she's smiling, I think is a, it's a good thing. You know, she's not, not, there's no, I told you so. It's like, oh, thank God we're done with that. Or I can't believe our friends are dead. It's kind of like well, a. The know. last minute that Walt and I had, which is coming up minute 70 which yep. they were sitting around that 3d zoetrope and he pulls out the samurai sword and it looks like he's getting ready to do the heroic thing because there was an exchange of glances and it's the last thing we saw so it's the last thing we talked about is it looked like dave was really happy to look at his maze as if or the, this heart or whatever this zoetrope was 
But then he looks over at Annie, who's got this apprehensive look. And then there was a shift and the music shifted and we realized he'd rather be with her than be with his maze. At least that's the way we interpreted it because I have no idea what actually happens next because we're now (laughs) jumping here to minute 76. Uh But it looked like he had made the decision to slay his maze to get rid of it because he chose Annie over the maze. So we're here and I'm guessing because it looks like he's dismantled the maze or whatever's left of the maze they're putting on a trash heap that I think that's for me to make this next jump five minutes forward or six minutes forward is she's happy. He picked her. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a good point because yeah, when the movie starts, he's kind of like, can you just get me some food? I need, I got some more work to like, he doesn't, does it, he's not talking about rescue. He's just like, oh, I'm kind of low on nourishment. If you could just find a way to get me some food, I'd really appreciate that. Um, and, and now it's, you know, he is, He's, you know, he's, well, it's he's, funny you say that about all he wants is just something to eat. And at the very end of this minute, we're looking at number 76. She feeds him or hands him a little piece of candy that he eats. Yep. So we've kind of come full circle. She does give him something to eat. Yeah. And then they, yeah, hand in hand, they're happy. And, you know, she's got to lead him away. She's got, she's still got to lead him away from the pile. Like he's like, he's still not done giving what a, some mental eulogy to the to the maze yeah he's still like looking well, at it as if like there's something left to talk about there and it's it's again from i'm coming from the perspective of i've seen five individual minutes i've heard people <laughs> analyze in their own way up to about 67 minutes 68 minutes and all i can see is Dave might be looking sort of at this thing that he made in sort of a, a a reminiscence, but he doesn't hold back. He lets her take him where she wants to go. Yeah. Like there's no stopping. He doesn't like hold her back or resist. He does linger for a second, but I think it's just because this was the first thing or it seemed to us the first creative thing that he came close to completing in his life. Yeah. And he, kind of did for a moment you know there was that moment he he builds the heart of the maze but he builds it because then you have to destroy the heart so it's 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 him being like yeah there was that moment where the maze was complete it existed it was done i didn't have to worry about adding to it but i had to immediately destroy it i couldn't put it on a mantelpiece i couldn't you know, do spray glue and hold it forever. Like it was literally trapping us for our doom. Um, and we we're being literally chased by minotaurs. So All right, I've got a question. Yeah. Right around second 35 of this minute, mm-hmm. we've got this really low camera angle shooting up at Dave and Annie, and yeah. he's got this last little pile of cardboard. Do you sense any significance that for just a moment when he throws the trash on the pile, Annie is completely blotted out, and all we have is Dave looking down at his yes. the remnants of his creation. Whoa, yeah, not, it is a nice shot. Yeah, we're just... also the beginning of that shot. He rises up from behind the cardboard. I mean, like from that angle. And I have to yeah, look at it, and it from a filmmaker's perspective. It feels like this is his last moment between him and his maze. And even yeah. though Annie's there, the fact that she gets blotted out for a second. It's almost like just a one-on-one left with him and his maze before the camera shifts and we're back to her and him sharing a glance. Yeah. And that's when she gives him food. Right. And does the little knowing. I love Annie. The casting of Annie. I mean, we've commented on it the minutes we had between just that really her big eyes, her expression and her just genuineness. She conveys so much without saying a word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, yeah, great. Yeah, great job building the character Annie. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed her. I think that's, I think it's definitely one of the things that helped this movie is that her and Gordon were like immediately likable, but also felt like real people. They didn't feel like caricatures to me. Like Gordon felt like the excited old, excitable boy, you know, kind of maybe in a slight arrested development of just you know a man child, but but Annie felt like a real girlfriend who was who was worried. Um, worried, caring, but open-minded to the to the maze. Wasn't an annoying like I don't get it. You know, she she took that box cutter and went straight in. All right, I've got a question. Since it was one of the things we 
postulated because we only <laughs> saw fragments during the scene where Annie, Dave, and Gordon are outside of the cardboard vagina. There's sort of a <laughs> tenseness that comes between them about the beard and the shaving. And yeah, you've you've put hands where you don't belong. Was there ever sort of a love triangle between those three? Was there ever a sense that Annie used to be with Gordon or Annie may have thought that Gordon was the better catch, but ended up with Dave? Because we couldn't, we didn't know the context, but all we could guess was based on some of the verbal clues. Was there more to this three-way relationship between Gordon, Dave, and Annie? I, I did think that when I, one of the earlier minutes I think I had, I think it had, had some, a little bit of, no, well, no, I think it was just when I was watching the movie. I'm trying to remember. But you're right. They were talking about Gordon and Annie before while Dave was in the maze. And they're kind of like talking in the bedroom, which was kind of like, you know, well, Dave's over there and they're kind of over here. So it was kind of like right. Gordon was almost like, wow, he's really like kind of you clearly could tell he's clearly at least great friends with the both of them that he doesn't feel like a stranger in their own apartment. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, there's there's nothing in the text. Nothing in the text, you're right. I mean, you've both watched it. <laughs> well, there's nothing in the text to support it. Yeah. Huh. But nothing contradicts it. And there are a couple things that make it fun because uh, Dave specifically warns Gordon away from the little maze inside the maze. And based on its location, that's in the bedroom. Whoa, Really? And also was filmed in the same space where the bedroom was. That's some meta shit. No, it's just like accidental subtext that it's supported or supportable. Well, because even in this minute, Dave comes up between Annie and Gordon to hug them both, sort of in a three-way hug. Yeah. And Dave is so much taller than the two of them that it makes a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, whether it's intended or not, I can't help it. There's so many context clues that lead me to believe Maybe they were all just really, really good friends, and that's that three-way friendship where they're competing maybe sometimes for each other's time or attention. Maybe it never yeah. got more romantic than a typical tri triangle, but I sense there's a there's some sort of a three-way relationship between them. There's definitely history. Yeah, if you, if you said – if you told me that like before her and Dave were officially dating – that her and Gordon kissed at some holiday get together. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'd be like, <laughs> they had a fling. Nobody got hurt, hurt. But it was kind of like clearly Gordon and Annie, you know, hypothetical in this hypothetical situation, you know, knew that they they could be close. But she did chose. She did choose Dave, maybe because at the time. And this, once again, I'm making bullshit up. Top of the head. Don't don't quote me. This is this is what <laughs> I do. I just make up new plot. But she might have chose Dave in this hypothetical prequel. Uh, because she thought he was going to be more of an adult and creative. And really, him and Gordon are kind of, they still stay, stay the same, probably since college. Well, for the minute that we had, I think it was 43, when that line came out that said, well, you, you're used to putting your hand where it doesn't belong. I thought, oh my God, you know, maybe he was trying to make a move on Annie, but for whatever reason, he, he hesitated. He didn't necessarily go all in. And here comes Dave with a swagger, maybe, and just kind of wins her over. And Gordon always has maybe that little bit of resentment that he never acted fast enough. And Dave ended up with Annie. Yeah, who says the line, put your hand? Uh, uh, Gordon. Well, that's Gordon says it. That phrasing is Alan. Oh, it's mine. What, what's the exact phrasing, though? I thought he says. Tell, tell me, yeah. Walk me, go it's back something to about you. Yeah, Let me you, see. you put your hand where it doesn't belong. Because I, I know we're all we're, yeah the the cardboard vagina and it's like attractiveness was like clearly like some kind of creation of of Dave's lust went into that thing and then it just you know everyone couldn't stop looking at it. But Gordon gives him a really smarmy line. Is there line. anything in this maze? Is there anything in this maze that you haven't tried to stick your hand in? Right, right. There you go. The, the the inference being because obviously they're outside of a cardboard vagina and he must have put his hand in there. For us, for me and Walt, and maybe it's just our 14-year-old brains, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the linkage of there's a vagina right there. He obviously put his hand in it. He goes, is there anything in this maze you haven't put your hand into? As if. Is there anybody or anything you haven't wanted or, or or done something with that maybe you shouldn't have? That's Gordon saying that to Dave, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's. Yeah. You can. You can. You can kind of. You can. You can craft some. I mean, that's all we had to work with. Yeah. <laughs> so we saw that and we sensed it because, like, why would you say that? Why would you say, "Is there anything in this maze you haven't put your hand in?" As if, is there anybody you haven't tried to steal? Yeah. I. I said no. I said yeah. Like I said, I have no, yeah. The, the what you have in the very beginning when just like Gordon seems to be really, really comfortable in their apartment. Doesn't sound feel like a guest. He feels like the third roommate. Um, when he's in, yeah, he doesn't yeah. ask for a drink. He asks for a jar. Yeah, and it's, I, yeah, and I, I don't get what if that's some kind of like it's, it's like a hipster bit where it's like, oh, oh, well, we have his mason jars or something. I don't get that. <laughs> but you know, it's like, a, like, oh, what if we just kind of amp it up the script and say it's a jar, it's a glass. But like, <laughs> you know, that yeah, the fact that he kind of felt comfortable and he even kind of like I said he came into the bedroom to talk to Annie when she was kind of upset that she can't get to Dave. It did kind of feel like wow, like Gordon's kind of like really comfortable, kind of just approaching Annie and that become so. Yeah, that's that's that that's us. But it look, but but hey, the point is, is that it seems like all three are for the better. You know, they all seem right. for the better. They have some dead friends, but they all seem for the better. <laughs> like I said, the Pollyanna is really. I mean, small. who doesn't by this point in their life have dead yeah. friends, right? Yeah, the 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 Pollyanna come Christmas is going to be real small. It's just um, the three of us, and then like him and Harry. It's just it's a, so I guess seeing this, I'll say, I still think there's sort of a three-way relationship, but it may be a three-way friendship yeah. versus anything more romantic than that. But well, I can't were... help but see it when he does the hug between the three, the two of them. You yeah. know, you see, he's the tallest. All three of them are in the British high society film that they see earlier, mm-hmm. a clip of. Like, they've been friends at least since, like, college yeah. a few years back. And they knew Harry because he was make he was the one who made that movie. Oh, so I just remembered minute forty two because we had we were lucky enough to have two back to back minutes. They were reenacting that one famous scene in Raging Bull, mm-hmm. and that made us also think: Why would you use those lines if there wasn't another reason for it? Walk me through. <laughs> What's the lines? You fuck my wife. Okay, so yeah, fuck my wife. Oh yeah. And they kept adding, like, did you say, did you? He's like, no, no, just, you fucked my wife? (laughs) And like, well, did you? No, there's no did. You fucked my wife? And I was like, that's the whole scene between Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci, where the two brothers there, Robert De Niro's like, hey, did you do something with my wife? And I thought, oh, my God, this is sort of like a parallel that something happened between Dave and Annie that Gordon is jealous over. Mm. So, again, we're just seeing something out of context. We see this raging bull scene. We realize the significance of those lines. We didn't know if it's a favorite movie of theirs they just like to quote, or was there more significance underneath? Was there more subtext that we're supposed to pick up on? Yeah. I, 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 yeah, the more we think about it, the more I can't shake that all three of them were in college, and Annie might have like at least made out with Gordon as well as got caught under the mistletoe. Yeah, under the mistletoe, <laughs> or she, you know, before she was with Dave, she had a small thing with Gordon, and like they, 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 they parted you know, to, to keep the friendship between him and Dave. Maybe also in college, you know, they all respected each other's choices at the time, and trying to keep there's no bitterness. I mean, that's it's that that movie Threesome from like the early '90s. It was all about them. Yeah, or it's you know it's one of those yeah like, some where it's like the like, it was bits of chasing Amy where it's like I'm with mm-hmm. her yeah. but I wanted this and that and you know everyone's got a, everyone's emotional. There's also separate from like romantic entanglement between the three of them. There's jealousy to be had just that Dave finally found something creative that doesn't involve Gordon, doesn't involve Harry, doesn't involve Annie, and he's doing it well. Yeah. So there's room for jealousy regardless of Annie. And and but I I, I want to leave it on a, at least on a good note with Gordon is that I think Gordon is definitely a you know a braver and better person than he did when he entered the maze you know like I think Gordon has the confidence to go off yeah. and either create something do something or in and, and maybe meet his own his own significant other you know I think uh, Gordon's like I survived this you know I I put my my I put myself in a line to try to try and save people in the maze and I think he could you know. Hey, use that as a pickup line at bar for all I know. Hey, you ever fight a uh, cardboard minotaur? No, I did. No big deal. <laughs> uh, just like you know, cracks his back. Oh, no big deal. You know, just you know, fight minotaurs. You know, uh, just it's tough. You know, they cut your heads off and stuff. You gotta watch out. 
you ever have a night with the bull? Like Schlitz malt liquor? No. <laughs> uh, all right. A um, couple other questions that I have, because, mm-hmm. again, you guys know the movie and we're coming in as we're obviously this is towards the end of the movie, the way it looks. Yes. We, we we hypothesized in our last minute, which we had that it had to be getting close to the end. It just felt like some big giant decision was happening here to either kill the maze or kill the heart of the maze or do something. So once we get past this point, does Dave feel like he can finally move on that? He doesn't have to keep dabbling in things that he never masters. It's a good question because he, I don't think he, he doesn't want to go back to, cardboard and paper crafting because i think he'd be worried or at least annie would be worried she would try to stop him before he went any farther if he tried to do something again um but maybe maybe he has more stick to it stick to itiveness now i mean it, is his arc does he at least get the sense that he's a better person now or more confident or did he overcome whatever failing he had at the beginning of the movie I think that a lot of that depends tell. on the reading of the audience. The movie doesn't isn't explicit about it. It's like, do you think he's better off at the end? Just like we've already said, he l- is looking longingly at that pile of cardboard. But he chose her. True. But, but you're saying like it's almost like does he have buyer's remorse right now? Yeah. Or girl. <laughs> <laughs> God, man, I really should have that know, cardboard. But it's like, Dave, you were going to die in that maze. Like you're going to, you were going to die in that man. But what it, she, what happens? She was really hot for that one yeah. moment. But I created an entire world. What happens when his next project doesn't? He can't finish. Like, does he just go back to being in that rut he was in before, or does he keep working until something finishes because he knows he can? But the movie lets kind of leaves that up to you. All right. The implication, I think, is the hopeful one. Okay. Well, obviously, we want to feel, because the way it looks, that we want the happy ending. We want to think everything is hunky-dory. Um, I have another question, though. Mm-hmm. If his hand is still permanently made of cardboard, is he going to be able to go out in the rain? <laughs> Fudge, man. That's that's a good... Can he swim? Take a bath? Shower? Like, there's there's a lot of questions I have about a cardboard hand. Yeah, what happens to it when it gets wet? Does he get chafing if he gets lonely? I mean, how does that work? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, the fact that she's pulling that hand means... That, I guess she's comfortable with the hand. She's not creeped out by it. But he is wearing a glove on top. He's he wearing was wearing, glove, yeah. He was wearing, like, like, a brown leather slip-on glove. Over yeah, like a work glove, because they were doing... I guess he was worried about getting paper cuts. Oh! <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're gonna have to like he's gonna have to like keep it like some kind of uh, spray glue on top of it or something, some some kind of yeah water resistant uh, treatment spray. Well, they have to like yeah, either that like oh yeah, the stuff you get at like Hobby Lobby when you like create your own like you you spray over, what do you what's that stuff you put over like puzzles you want to keep permanently? You like it looks like it goes on with like a lacquer and then it dries clear. Yeah, yeah, the stuff you can go like you get at camping stores where it's like how to you know waterproof your stuff and you like you gotta spray it on. So you sh- he's got mink oil. Yeah, so he's going to have to probably do that then. Yeah, you're right for, for rainstorms. Or, or if it, okay, if it did get in water, would it just dissolve and disappear? Would he have I a mean, nub? Dude, that, like that's <laughs> that's some horrific thing to think. Of. I mean, yeah, like what is it? A, and I'm guessing it's the fact that it must have mass when she pulls on it. Like, you know, is it? It's, it's got to be solid cardboard all the way through. It's probably not a hollow hole. It's probably like it's got like cardboard veins and cardboard tendons and. You know, like, or is it just the skin that's turned into cardboard, and there's still bone and gristle and mud, uh, blood and stuff underneath? Yeah, there. Like all held, all held in place by uh, that. Oh God, <sighs> it's like creepy to think about. <laughs> I mean, are these questions answered at all? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is what happens when you watch a damn movie one minute at a time, especially when you don't know what the hell you're watching. I know. They- <laughs> I don't care what they say. They got, they got to do a sequel, not with a maze or something like something else happens and like a fantasy world is made, and then Dave's and Dave and Annie are like, "We're ready," and you know the, the three of them they get like they make some kind of weaponry and they go into a fantasy world. I'm, I'm I'd watch that. I'd watch that sequel. Um, unnecessary as it may be, I don't care. 
I'd Watterson does have a concept for a sequel, but we talked about it in minute 75, so I don't All know right. if I should repeat it now. Oh, that was yesterday, but I wasn't here. No. Yeah. <laughs> God, so I got to wait till then. And, then, and I got to catch up because I'm, I will admit I'm behind. So I got to catch up and then I got to listen to that. So I hope it's good. Hopefully, at least I hope it, the prototype right. is good. A couple more questions I have since you guys have both watched mm-hmm, it and I love mm-hmm. sort of being on the backside of this, just kind of having fun with this. Do we ever understand how Dave creates this magical place or whether it's, you know, we we hypothesized because we saw the the number five in the letter D <laughs> that it was sort of a contact clue that we were in the fifth dimension. But whatever, do we ever find out how Dave created this magical world of where time and space and size doesn't matter anymore? I mean, he. I think it's just that, like, he. No, I think he just kind of willed. I mean, it's the same reason. Why is the cupboard? Why is the Why is the ending coming alive in the cupboard? You know, like <laughs> it's just. Like some emotional magic was put into that thing, and and now you know things come alive in it. So it's like the same thing with this. Like he put, he really put emotion. He didn't half-ass it. Whatever his emotion was pulling when he was creating these these rooms and these 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 traps and these these paper crafted majesties, uh, they 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 became alive. They became real. They became purposeful. Um, cause he gave them purpose cause he so, wanted purpose. So the movie and the setting and the set and the backdrop, it wasn't just an imagined sort of shared weird sort of dream experience. It was a real place that he created, even if it had a parallel to his hopes and fears in his own. Yeah. Gut. And, I, and I, I just love how it worked off of cardboard fort rolls. The blanket was just, I love that thing of like a blanket, it's a temporary door. Like, Oh my God. I was, I was like, I was like amazed. Like, Oh my God, he's pulling from like, like childhood, like like just lore. Like who says it? That's how that's how it works, man. That's how cardboard for work. You put a you put a blanket there. That's a doorway now. You know that's you know right. And that's why I mean, Walt and I, when we were going through our minutes assigned initially, we actually got to that point, and I actually said, "Oh, I hope this is like for real, and it's not one of those movies where he wakes up the next morning and it's all been oh. a dream, and this all was just." a half-assed analogy for the the fears of his own inadequacies and his own I, I didn't have a problem with the fact that the maze was a sort of a an actual physical manifestation of those anxieties i wanted it to yeah. be real i wanted them to have suddenly magically whether it was like some harry potter magic or he discovered some magical book the necronomicon mm-hmm. or something and all of a sudden they're in this 5D world, or we just never have it. Again. This actually drifted into a little tangent that I'm saving for later. So let's jump forward about 20 minutes. We've kind of drifted a little bit away from this minute. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right, well, how many minutes are actually left in this movie? Because we've got to be in the last, I mean, certainly the last part of Act 3. The credits begin at the very end of minute 77. Okay, so this is a very short movie. This is, what, 80 yeah. minutes? 77? 70, 80 it's 81. Minutes? 81? Yeah. yeah. But... 81. 81, okay. But, uh, I mean, Alan, what do you think? They're leaving, but the camera lingers on that pile. Do you think anything's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're leading the witness. Your Honor! <laughs> now, wait a minute. So, it... For me, because if you look at this minute, at at second 58, Dave is still leaving the frame. At 59, he and Annie are, which is weird, the camera now does a reverse angle. So instead of him leaving to the left of the screen, he's now on the right of the screen. So you've kind of broken the 180 degree angle. But we see this giant dump. There's a dumpster and all this cardboard in front with some uh, plastic bags if I freeze frame. But that one second is so fast i have no idea what's going to happen with this pile of garbage you don't know what's going to happen you don't know anything you no know. i don't know anything thank you you're like my wife now <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to come back yeah we're gonna have to come back in the metaphysical tomorrow of when this is published and then uh, <laughs> and then see see you here see and hear if anything happens. Like my wife you keep mm-hmm. talking but you're not saying anything <laughs> Why don't you just shut up and let me talk? (laughs) (laughs) 
So I have no idea what happens in the next minute. Shit, I didn't know what happened in this minute. I just remember as soon as I heard the dialogue, I was like, oh, that's that's what ends every episode so far that I've listened <laughs> that's to. That's it. They said the phrase of pain. Yes. Yep. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I love that. I I literally love that every I it's I still with sixty nine or sixty eight episodes however I'm however many I'm in right now that I'm waiting to get to this point I laugh every time I hear him going yeah absolutely wait what <laughs> like what did I just what did I agree to All right, Robert. Well, this is this, this is your party. So, what do we got left? I should mention a few things from the minute. Yes. Um, there's a couple specific things they have come up before. I believe the director mentioned it in his interview, but it's been a while. You know, that was minute one. Um, Dave is wearing a shirt that's blue when he was wearing red the entire movie. Oh, that's Jesus! Deliberate. Whoa! What does that mean? The candy that blue. Uh, Annie gives him is also blue. Yeah. And this is the only moment where we see the sky. Which, which is, is blue. Artificially blue. It's actually fake. The sky wasn't that blue when they filmed. Was it like more cloudy overcast or something? Yeah. I'm actually not sure where this location is. It's not here at the studio in Glendale. That's near, like a half mile from my apartment. And it's not at the pre-production location. I'm not sure where this is. Probably near the director's house or the producer's house. Well, it is. It's actual sky. It may be just color enhanced to be a little bit more blue, but certainly. Well, if you if you look at closely at the edges around Dave and Annie against the sky, it looks like they're in front of a, like a green screen because it's been artificially lightened. The sky, yeah, but there's so it comes off a little weird. There's, but it's only briefly objects around them that i see like even in the scene where the sky is all blue just mm-hmm. in the very bottom left corner of the frame you see some of the garbage pile yeah so i don't think it's green screen no they just lighten the sky yeah. on a computer yeah but the blue is deliberate and throughout most of the movie people weren't wearing blue things in the inside the maze obviously weren't blue most of them were brown but it's because blue is essentially the sky. It's the outside. It's freedom. And so once Dave's out of the maze, he's wearing blue. Hmm. But what do the, the red flowers she... mean? Uh, that's just the location where oh they film me. I don't know. Oh, so red flowers. Oh, it means nothing. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Grab four nuts. That gives you points. You grab five nuts and you lose points. <laughs> it's no. too many. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a dumb game. <laughs> I'm not going to shut up about how dumb that game was. <laughs> Uh all right. But I like that and, the color, the color yeah. that his shirt changed. That's 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 definitely that that's one of those you got to go back and watch it. You know, like mm-hmm. that like Gordon shirt. Yeah, yeah, Gordon shirt. Yeah, it's all. It's this is someone who was like, hey, remember how M Night Shyamalan gives Easter eggs? We're just gonna just pack this movie with little secrets. Well, for what it's worth, the dumpster's also blue. Yeah. Yeah, Annie's outfit. I'm looking at her outfit. That seems to be the same pants, and so she has. Yeah, same thing she was wearing inside. Okay, so yeah, her outfit is not. Although Dave was in there for three days, so he needed a shower. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, she's like this shirt is just rank. This is this is going (laughs) straight in the trash. You clearly sweating and bled in this shirt. It's gone. So he knows how to deal with that hand in the shower already. We just don't get to. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. She put a put a bag over his hand. He's, he's got like a, a a grocery bag and a rubber band. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah. That's all my notes. I mean, that's a good way to. We're virtually wrapping up this minute and in this in this movie. Um. I'm glad to be on. Glad to kind of kind of see it through. Yeah. No, I think Robert, you and I have the 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 miracle and or the beauty or however you want to put it about social media about being able to meet people and talk to people that you've never actually met face to face and yet have conversations oh, yeah. and wish people a good morning or a good night or hey, I got a question or a happy new year, merry christmas, all the stuff we just went through. Um I just think this was a really cool idea on the movies by minutes format to try to get as many different people really use powers of observation to really take 
you know, a, a lifetime in some, you know, depending on how old people were from just a lifetime of movies and try to say, okay, based on what I've seen in 5,000 or 10,000 other movies, what do I think's happening in this minute? What do, you know, me and my partner think's going on? I, I've loved mm -hmm. just about every minute just to hear people's different takes on what's going on. Yeah. I know I, 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 gotta, I gotta give you a lot of props, Rob, for helping produce and put this all together because it, it really was. You know, it's like, yeah, you could be a fan of your movie and then talk about your movie forever. And it's one thing to be guided by a host on their show about, you know, what do you think of these minutes? And you go, well, I liked it. Thank you for having me on. But it was another <laughs> to be like, given these minutes and no direction and just be like, boom, hit the ground run. What do you think of this movie? I know you never heard it before, but now go don't talk about it. It was just, it was just great to, to, to just kind of like have this freedom, have this freedom of, you know, like not having a constraint of like, what well, we got to focus on this. It's like, no, we're just watching this minute. What do you think? I don't know these actors. I don't know where this plot's going to go. I don't know what's behind that cardboard corner, you know? <laughs> and it really has okay. done, I don't know what your ultimate goal was, but for it's, it's done for me what I think it's done for a lot of the folks who've signed up for this. And when it's done, I want to watch the whole thing. I want to see from start to finish the whole movie and see what did we get right? What did we get wrong? What was close enough? You know, I'm, I'm just amazingly curious about what's going to happen in this movie since I don't know all of the minutes. Yeah. It, it was amazing along the way how close people were to knowing from a minute of footage what the movie was about and what was going on and where it's going to go. And even when they were wrong or making things up, some of those still fit, like the love triangle. The movie doesn't contradict it, so it might as well be right. there. No, this was a so, really, yeah. really cool idea. You know, I, I kind of liked what Jim did with the Die Hard minute, saying, hey, let's do Die Hard, but we get a team of people and you get one week and you go and that's your week. And I think that's a really cool concept, but I think you've upped the game by saying, let's take a movie that nobody knows about and just go at it. Just see what you think. What do, what do you see? What do you, what do you imagine happen? How did you, how, how did they get here? Where do they go to next? Mm. And it's been a cool project. I mean, I've told you that a couple of times offline where I'm just amazed to know, you know, how people came and approached their minutes. Everybody's a little bit different. Everyone's got their unique take. And yet, by the time I get done listening to the entire podcast, I still have a sense of the movie, even though I really can't say for certain that I know what the movie is. Yeah, because you don't know where they were exactly wrong, where they were right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe wrong, maybe right, maybe crazy. <laughs> You may be right. That's I may be crazy, <laughs> but it just may be a fool you're looking for. Now, just just out of curiosity, Rob, for for the minute seventy seven, who's the guest on for minute seventy seven? I don't know yet. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a good mission. He's flying mystery. by the seat of his pants, man. Yeah, I love it. Now, listeners will know in a moment when the outro comes up because I'll record that later. Yeah. Once I know, but I'm going one episode at a time for these last few. Okay. Figuring it out as I go. All right. All right. Cool. Now, to end this one, um, Alan, where can people find more of you? All right. Right now, you can find me and my co-host, Walt Murray, at The Wilder Ride. We're thewilderride.com, but we're also The Wilder Ride on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Even our Patreon page is The Wilder Ride, where we look at the films of Gene Wilder one minute at a time. We also have some bonus content we did between Seasons 1 and upcoming Season 2. Our Season 1 was Young Frankenstein, and then we broke off and we did Poltergeist and we did Christmas Vacation, but we are in the middle of gearing up for Blazing Saddles. That's our second season that'll be coming out in late February, and we're going to have that one minute at a time as the typical Movies by Minutes format. And we're really looking forward to that project because talk about walking a tightrope and a fine line in this current climate. That movie <laughs> is my all-time favorite Gene Wilder movie. I think it is, it is a satire that I think is maybe needed more than ever about letting people just have a sense of 
hey, have a sense of humor, but also realize satire exists to teach us a little bit about something and stop worrying about words and things because there's a deeper, bigger meaning to a movie than just the surface level. And you need to be able to dive past words and and and, and, and labels that might sound offensive because there's a purpose behind why you use them the way you do in a movie like that. So I'm really, really looking forward to see how the audience of today reacts to a movie that was released in January of 1974. And how about you, Dave? Where can they find more of you? Well, you can find me. Uh, yeah, as I said, I was uh, me and Sean. We did Groundhog Minute. We got that all wrapped up. And uh, I always like working on five minutes of mystery, where I cover mystery men in little five minute chunks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I give like a three minute detail, monologue. Okay. He goes like thirty seconds. <laughs> it's mystery men. I said, you, 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 chances are you haven't seen mystery men. Please watch it and then uh, tell me yeah. about it. Yeah. There you go. Good movie. Good show. Hey, can I can I give one general like in like uh, encompassing whoever's listening right now? If you're listening to any of these movies by minutes, just take a second and please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to Google Play, whatever you're listening on, give us a rating and give us a quick comment because that really helps us know what you guys think, what you like, and it really does help boost us for people that might be looking for this kind of podcast. So if you're looking for Mystery Men, if you're looking for Groundhog Minute, if you're looking for the Michael Myers Minute, Dave Made a Maze, any Gene Wilder flicks, take a second and just give us a quick comment. It doesn't take but 30 seconds. Just write something, put a quick four or five stars. We'd love to hear from you. And then I can probably disarm all the traps, and then we can, we can finish this maze. Who is with me? That was me, Robert Black of Michael Myers Minute, Alan Sanders of The Wilder Ride, and Dave Palace of Groundhog Minute taking on Minute 76 of Dave Made a Maze. They have mostly escaped the maze. Next time, on Dave Made a Minute, I'll be back with Sean German of Groundhog Minute taking on Minute 77. Thank you for listening to Dave Made a Minute. Intro dialogue snippets were taken from Dave Made a Maze, directed by Bill Watterson, written by Bill Watterson and Steve Sears, and produced by John Charles Meyer. Intro music is Diversion by The Equals, featured in the film Dave Made a Maze, and Life Cycle of a Match by Parvis Decree. Outro music is Leaving This Godforsaken Place and Her Presence is Strong Here by Parvis Decree. Dave Made a Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio and all other featured podcast producers. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Dave Made a Minute. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice, and check out all of the participants' other shows to spread the love around. Again, thank you for listening. As long as we're all working together, this is going to be fine. It's going to be great. I need you to notify the families of everyone who died here today. Totally. Wait, what? <laughs>